You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Whole bunch to run through on this Monday edition. Of course, you know the deal. One hour. We run through it all. Take you up until six o'clock if you got something to say. The number, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question up and running for today. We'll get to that in a little bit. By the way, you know, I would like to go on record as saying, you know, this idea of having the baseball season start on July 4th, I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm starting to get a little skeptical that that's going to ha- I know I'm probably talking crazy talk, but... Remember when the reports were, well, yeah, the two sides are making out like they hate each other. But you have to understand, that's just the posturing that you get during an important negotiation session. You know, you don't understand. Yeah, there'll be some harsh public rhetoric, but that's the dance that takes place publicly. Behind the scenes, though, the owners, the players, they realize But to the novice on the outside, looking at the back and forth, oh, yeah, sure, it might seem that way. But what you have to realize, you uninitiated rube, is that negotiation, there's this dynamic. It's a little uncertain, but both sides realize that they have to stay agile. That's That's the crucial part to the success, that at the end of the day, the best negotiators Avoid, you know, the the one-size-fits-all solutions. Instead, the two sides realize, you know, they got to capitalize on those unexpected opportunities. But when it comes down to it, the things that are said publicly, those aren't the, the true feelings of the two sides. That's all part of the dance. They know behind the scenes there's a different dynamic taking place there. Yes, publicly it looks very bad, but privately both sides have a mutual respect for each other and that they, when it's the time is right, it might not go according to plan perfectly, but they know that when the time is right, cooler heads will prevail and that they'll get all these things worked out. Don't be ridiculous. Of course there's going to be a season. Yeah, you know, I'm on the outside looking in, and I don't know nothing about it, and I am a complete novice about this kind of stuff, but uh, I'm starting to think that both sides actually hate each other. <laughs> I'm starting to think that that's not an act. That's not something that they just do publicly. I think that that's something that they do privately, too. And uh, privately, probably would strangle each other over an extra nickel. And uh, maybe I'm going out on a limb, but uh, I know that this might be crazy talk. But it feels like there's not going to be a season. And it was, I think it was three weeks ago now that we heard, well, yes, it looks bad now, but the following week, next week, is when there's going to be that breakthrough. And there wasn't that breakthrough. And then last week, there wasn't that breakthrough. And now we're starting a new week. And I don't know. Doesn't feel like there's going to be. <laughs> I mean, still waiting on that breakthrough. So we'll hear. Uh, maybe we'll hear from Jeff Passan a little bit later on about how the clock is ticking because that seems to be the. <laughs> it seems to be the, uh, the statement every single day. Hey, you know the clock is ticking. 
It is? Wait a second. Time has not stood still? No, it hasn't. But uh, lots of stuff to do. It is the Gordon Damer Show. We take you up until 6 o'clock. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. And uh, But let's, of course, as we always do, let's start with the headlines for this Monday. And it was funny because I was looking for, you know, see, uh, you know, maybe some under-the-radar kind of headlines. And I was looking here, looking there. And uh, I saw one headline that read, uh, Nick's Open to part ways with their star player. And I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, is that true? And the main thing was I was wondering, did Knicks have a star player? Who who might that be? And apparently, according to this uh, article, it was uh, Julius Randle. (laughs) Who who had that one coming, right? Uh, Not me. But let's uh, we'll, we'll leave that for for right now. Let's start with the actual headlines, which since we did not have a chance to talk about it on Friday because you know the time and all those type of things, um, let's talk about it now. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell releasing that video on Friday, in which in part he apologized to the NFL players for dismissing their concerns over racism, saying, "quote We were wrong." The move comes one day after the NFL players' video. Uh, which included Michael Thomas and Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson and others. Goodell's video included three specific statements that the players in their video asked the NFL to make about uh, racism, social injustice, and uh, the peaceful protest. One, Goodell said, we, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. B, number two, however you want to go, letters, numbers we the national football league admit we were wrong for not listening to nfl players earlier and encourage all players to speak out peacefully and protest uh, speak out excuse me to speak out and peacefully protest and then three we the national football league believe that black lives matter so all right so where do we go from here how sincere was this how did you take the apology all that type of stuff well I think no matter how you think the NFL has handled this, will handle this moving forward, I don't see how anyone, anywhere, and look, I I admit I am a cynic. I am someone who, uh, you know, sometimes looks at the the negative in some things rather than the positive in some things. Uh, I don't see how anyone can think that this was a sincere come-to-Jesus moment. That uh, I think that it's being portrayed mainly because all the things that Roger Goodell said in that video are easy to say now. I mean, it's easy to say those things now. And look, it's never easy to admit you were wrong about anything. But if there was ever a time to for it to be easy to admit you were wrong, it's when everybody's kind of on the other side. At the end of the day, the NFL is, I think, best at protecting its bottom line. And this decision, to me, was was very simple now. And maybe this was an example of them listening to its players and finally the message getting through and, and all those things that if you're an optimistic person, maybe you feel those ways. Uh, it certainly feels a whole lot more that this was not necessarily listening to their players as much as it was probably listening to or knowing which way the wind blows and probably listening to its its biggest business partners who I, I'm guessing those business partners have probably already put out their own statements supporting all the things that uh, the NFL 
said that they were going to support. So, I, I mean, to me, this is simply a case of Roger Goodell knowing which way the wind blows and uh, belatedly getting on board, you know. And it, I guess in fairness, or at least to, to portray the NFL fairly, um, the public sentiments back in 2016 was largely against Kaepernick's, Colin Kaepernick's kneeling. And that was, back then, the, the, the NFL was against it as well. The NFL was against his kneeling. The public was against it. And now the sentiment has completely changed. Now, largely it was back then that, that the public was – now it's overwhelmingly supportive. So now it's easy for the NFL – to be supportive as well. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what the NFL owners have to say when they eventually have statements on this. Uh, I think that overall the protests, again, are overwhelmingly favorable now, and they might not be that way everywhere, you know, right? Like nationally it's overwhelmingly, uh, I think, positive, but I don't know that necessarily in every market everywhere – and I think there almost certainly has to be certain NFL owners who have been publicly on one side of the issue and are probably dug in on the issue. And the first guy, obviously, that comes to mind is Jerry Jones. Um, so I'll be interested to see if and when he has a public statement on this and not just a, a, a statement for the cameras, you know, pre-rehearsed when he eventually gets asked about it and has, you know, a back and forth. I think that, that would be. A, uh, a better indication of what his true feelings are rather than some, you know, statement that's either released on, you know, written or, or video um, that can be, you know, rehearsed, as I said. Uh, and then the real question is, does this now lead to Colin Kaepernick getting the chance to to play in the NFL again? I mean, that's that's really the the uh, the kind of elephant in the room, at least in terms of the sports angle of it. Uh, this is the guy. He is the, 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 the symbol of the movement and since 2016 has not gotten the chance to play. And whether or not that now opens the door again for him to get the chance to play remains to be seen. So that's the poll question for today. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. You can vote on it there. Do you think this opens the door for Colin Kaepernick to return to the NFL? Either yep or nope. Yeah, the big headline uh, came on Friday, but, you know, it's the the overwhelming story in the world right now. It's the overwhelming story in sports and, of course, the, the national protests that are taking place. And, of course, on Friday, Roger Goodell's statement in response to the NFL players' Video that was released on Thursday. So, um, it seems like the, 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 the right time. I mean, what, anytime you saw that video from, from Roger Goodell, there are certain questions that remain. Uh, just how in this and how truthful and heartfelt would it be for the, you know, is the NFL, is this really sincere or is this just something that, um, you know, it's easy to say this now because the the public sentiment has overwhelmingly changed on this issue. And then the second part of it is, you know, the, the guy who was the poster child for the movement was Colin Kaepernick. And, and, and he has obviously not played in the NFL since his contract was up and, and since his 
movement started. And the it's pretty clear at this point that he has been, if not agreed to be blackballed from the league, that all the, uh, you know, colluded to the point that it was, a, you know, a meeting the 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 decision has been made, right? That nobody in the NFL will cross that line and allow him to sign, or at least has not up until this point. Despite the things that have been put in place last November, the the um, you know the the tryout that was uh, at least a, a originally planned and then fell apart because of all the different reasons and the lack of trust. So our poll question, which is up for today. I'm sure people, oh, you're stirring the pot again. You just had to go there. Well, it's kind of the topic of the day, right? Like, that's what we do. We follow what the news of the day is. And this is certainly maybe not Kaepernick being uh, returning to the NFL, but it's one of the offshoots of the story of the day. So that's our poll question. Do you think that Cal and Kaepernick will uh, get the chance to play in the NFL again? Um, I guess my opinion is nope. Uh, and I think that I would almost be surprised. I did not look at what the numbers are, at least early on, but I'd be surprised if, if anybody, uh, feels that the answer is yup. Uh, mainly because I think Goodell's apology, while people might say it's unprecedented, it seems at the very least half-hearted. I'm not going to say it's insincere completely, but it's certainly uh, half-hearted. He never mentioned Kaepernick. He never apologized to him personally. And maybe that's, you know, a legal thing that, uh, you know, if you apologize to him, well, what are you apologizing for? Well, you're apologizing because he's been blackballed. Well, then the league has some responsibility in that. Um, so, but it feels like I think that that ship has sailed at this point. I can't imagine. And I guess this is the main thing, not even removing a team from wanting to sign him. Um, I think that I can't imagine that Goodell's statement has smoothed over Kaepernick's feelings about the league, especially not after that tryout from back in November. I would think that given the situation, he would be very skeptical and, and have a lack of trust on the NFL overall. So I, I while, you know, people can point out that Roger Goodell's, um, statement is unprecedented for the league to come out and say that they were wrong. I mean, they really had no other option given the video put out by the players on Thursday. And again, it's the easy thing to do now. So uh, I don't think that I think that that kind of that ship has sailed Uh, just from a sports fans point of view. uh, I think he would be 33 next season, Colin Kaepernick. Now he has not uh, played in a few years. But I'll be honest with you, remove all the protest stuffs about it, remove the movement part about it. He is better than a lot of backup quarterbacks. I don't think that he would sign. I don't know. Maybe he would. Uh, he has never – I don't think he's come out and never said this, but I, I don't think that at this stage he would come out uh, and play for a backup role. I think he would want a starting role. And I just don't think in terms of a football sense that that's there. And I can just speak for myself in terms of my team, you know, not even the Dolphins. I'm just saying a, you know, a fictional NFL team. If you told me tomorrow my starting quarterback was Colin Kaepernick, uh, I don't think that I would feel good about that. And I'm not talking about the protest or anything about that part of it. I'm just talking about it on a football sense. I don't think that he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, and I don't think he would come out and 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 try out or, or sign a contract or agree to a deal without having that assurance that he would have a, a starting role or at least a chance at a starting role. Now I don't know that, 
But I'm just thinking that the amount of time that has passed and the lack of trust that he would have in the NFL overall, uh, I would think that that's what, something that he would uh, kind of maybe not demand, but certainly um, request. one 800 espn one 800 So if you want to get in on that, we can. The poll question is up for today, and uh, let me just take a look at it. Yeah, overwhelmingly so far, most people do not believe that uh, he would uh, be returning to the NFL anytime soon or at all. Uh, but you can vote on the poll question. It's up uh, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. The other uh, thing that we kind of have to touch on is today is June 8th. I was correct when I opened the show. Knew the day. Wow, what a what a what a unbelievable research I have done. Uh, so we have, what, 26 days until July 4th. July 4th, that's the target for Major League Baseball to open the season. Seems like that's coming up pretty quickly. And it doesn't seem like Major League Baseball is coming up too quickly on uh, coming up with a deal between the players and owners. In fact, it feels like nothing has happened and that nothing is going to happen. And it feels like we're just waiting for the day where, not that this is going to happen this week, I don't think, or or next week, but, I mean, just the, the, the basic math of things, if you're not going to be opening the season on July 4th, I think what we've seen during this pandemic is, while it does feel like time kind of stands still to a certain extent, the days are going by. The months are going by. And if you're not opening on July 4th, it's not going to take very long before you realize, well, you know what? You're not going to have baseball July 4th. You're not going to have it mid-July. You're not going to have it at best case scenario, probably until August, considering all the different things that you have to, to work out, right? You have to have time for players to travel. Traveling is not as easy right now as it would be ordinarily. You got to prepare the spring training sites, right? That, uh, all the health protocols that you got to put in place for that, all that type of stuff. Uh, the home ball parks where teams are going to be playing if they ever did come to a deal. So there's a lot of stuff to do. And of course, it's even tougher to do so when you can't decide on how many games you're going to play. And has there ever been a better example of just how incompetent both sides are and how dug in both sides are and how both sides are just so far apart than the fact that the players want to play 114 games and the owners want to play 50? I mean, 50 and 114. I don't know. I don't care what you're arguing about, what you're bargaining about. If one side says 114... And the other says 50. That's a pretty wide gap. And again, as we always point out, nothing against him, but Jeff Passan weekly comes on and talks about how, uh, you know, the clock is ticking. Yeah, the clock is ticking. And one side is at 50 and the other side is at 114. So one thing is that any feeling of shame would force these two sides to come to a deal. I think we can agree, right? They might not be able to agree, but we can agree at this point. That one, that one's out the window, right? Like the, the fact that shame about the pandemic or that there's all these people, what, 40 million people unemployed or national protest or a sense of civic duty that they have to get out there and kind of help the, the, the nation heal. I think that all that has been cast aside and we can all agree now, uh, that that is not that is not a factor at all in these negotiations, or at least it's not a prominent part of these negotiations. It's all about money, and neither side is willing to give an inch, at least not so far, on money. So here's Buster Only talking about the labor issues 
that aren't just now, right now. Like you, you think, well, coming to an agreement when one side says 114 games and the other side says 50, that's tough enough. But the labor issues that Major League Baseball is facing if and when the season get canceled, it's not like those issues go away. Here's Buster. If they don't play baseball this year, all they're doing is deferring all of these ugly labor questions with the CBA set to expire in December 2021 into next spring. And then you bring in the potential of a player strike. And then you do bring in the potential for owners playing the long game and saying, you know what, we got the bigger pile of chips. We'll wait out the players until we get a financial system that we really like. That's why you do hope in the next 48, 72 hours that the owners start the process and that the players take advantage of it and they can find a middle ground. They've already done enormous damage to the sport, but they can limit it if they actually get back on the field in a collaborative way. Uh, okay, so there's Buster only. Uh, he was talking that <laughs> it's amazing. we got to get something worked out here soon. Define soon because it doesn't seem like anything is getting worked out anytime, and never mind soon. Uh, Buster saying that there was no progress last week. No one's left their respective bunkers. Nobody has really made a serious effort to compromise to this point. They continually, both sides, the owners and the players, basically keep restating their same position. Uh, the owners uh, offering the same lump of money in different forms, whether it was the 50-50 revenue split, the 82 games, you know, what we're hearing now, maybe a 48 game. And on the player side, they're saying full salary, full salary, full prorated salary uh, for whatever number of games are being played. So they're in their respective bunkers, and meanwhile, every day, the, the two sides are doing damage to the sport. It's just as embarrassing. It's just as awful. And you keep on waiting for someone in power to really begin to look at this from 30,000 feet and do what they can to get in the middle ground because the NBA is moving forward and the NHL is moving forward and other sports are moving forward, and the team that had the biggest opportunity is losing it by the hour. All right, and then uh, finally one more from Buster about uh, is there anybody who can blink, bring the players and owners together, Buster? Longtime pitcher Chris Young, uh, who is uh, one of the high-ranking officials in Major League Baseball. Uh, of course, he only recently ended his playing career. He worked in the union uh, as a player representative for years. He's incredibly respected. He's someone who is going to be able to see from both sides and if, in fact, these two sides get together, I would be shocked if he weren't the crossroad person to make this happen. No, oh, that's a lot of pressure on Chris Young, no? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you have these two sides that uh, can't agree on anything, uh, but it's up to Chris Young. So, uh, I don't know. Good times, baby. If you're a baseball fan, good times, huh? Can't figure out a path forward. Can't figure out anything. Time is just going by, and uh, everybody else is, is seemingly coming up with reasons and, and ways and pathways forward, except Major League Baseball. It seems like they're going back the ways rather than moving forward. And uh, the analogy I continue to use, it's like two idiots in a rowboat, and the falls are just up ahead. You can see that the boat is going to go over the falls, and they get closer. The, the, the tide is moving, moving pretty quick, and things are going to really start moving pretty fast here once you hit – I mean, it seems like this is the week where everything is 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 really going to be opening up, right? Debbie's talking about phase one in the city and the heat. I always, I've always said that once the, the temperature really starts to heat up, people are just going to be out and about. And that's already kind of happened. But this week, I think temps are going to hit the 90s. So that's certainly going to happen. And Major League Baseball is already 
It's already starting to fade into the background, and it seems like uh, nothing is moving forward. So we'll see if uh, there's some amazing breakthrough. I'd like to hope so, but it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Eleven and nine, ten seconds to go. Ward with a pass tip, but handled by Johnson. Johnson is three-point territory, but guarded tightly. Johnson cuts left, now fires a three, and he's good, and he's fouled, and counts, and he is fouled. Larry Johnson looking for the lead. The free throw is good. A four-point play by Larry Johnson. Yeah, Marv Albert, the call, the four-point play by Larry Johnson. The anniversary was actually, I think it was Saturday? I think it was Saturday was the anniversary of the uh, four-point play. Had a lot of good options in terms of uh, anniversaries over the weekend. I think Friday, I didn't know about it until the show was over, Friday was the day that I believe Pettit and Posada were both drafted by the Yankees. Uh, I think Saturday was the four-point play and the day that Don Mattingly was drafted by the Yankees. Uh, so uh, we had some options for a moment of inspiration for today. We went with the four-point play because, I mean, remember when the Knicks were uh, – maybe a lot of people don't, but remember when the Knicks were. It's like every year, right? You get into the summertime and it was time for, for playoffs. and It's a long time ago now. But uh, there you go. Your moment of inspiration for this Monday morning. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York. Hey, have you turned your man cave into your home office? Well, Here's your chance to upgrade your work at home experience with Amazon Echo. We'll give you three chances a day through Thursday to win a smart speaker for your home office to enter, email a photo of your work from home setup to 98.7 FM at ESPN.com with the subject line Echo and include your name and phone number. Again, that's 98.7 FM at ESPN.com. It's all from the smartest station in the game, 98.7 ESPN to listen on your smart speaker. Just say play 98.7 ESPN. All right. Gordon Damer show 98.7 FM ESPN New York. The poll question, which is up for today uh, on Twitter at Gordon Damer is all about uh, the NFL statement from Roger Goodell on Friday saying that the league was wrong for not listening to the players fighting for racial equality and encourage them to uh, protest. Do you believe this statement? will open the door for Colin Kaepernick to return to the NFL. You can uh, vote either yep or nope, and uh, the voting is uh, up and running right now, so uh, that uh, is available to you there. Uh, I did want to touch on a couple of other things and certainly get your phone calls involved as well as uh, at 1-800-919-ESPN. But before we do that, um, Kevin Durant finally came out and said, was asked, uh, if he was going to play when the NBA resumes play, which it looks like it's going to happen at the end of July. Uh, and he said no. <laughs> so all this back and forth. It seemed like every couple of weeks there was something that was out there about, oh, could Kevin Durant, if the NBA, and it's, and really it's been out there since he signed. Since he signed, people have kind of floated the idea, well, you know, maybe he could return for the playoffs. By that point, it would almost be a full year. This is clearly the right decision. This is the smart decision. He was not scheduled to return. It didn't seem like he was, I mean, you would not know uh, from at least unless you were a trainer how close he was, but it didn't seem like he was all that close uh, when basically the world got shut down because of COVID-19. And rushing back after, 
I know people will say it didn't happen because he rushed back, but you have to at least, in the back of your mind, if you're Kevin Durant, there has to be at least a part of you that thinks that you're in the position you're in because you rushed back. To rush back again seems like it would be the dumbest decision ever, especially because he would be jumping in during the playoffs. It never made any sense for him to come back this year. It's absolutely the right move, and it really shouldn't uh, surprise anyone at all that Kevin Durant, when and if the NBA does get up and running, um, that uh, that he's not going to be part of it. It's the absolute smart decision. It's the right decision for the Nets, although I don't know how much really the Nets had a say in it. I would think that if you're Kevin Durant and you wield the amount of power that he does, if he had said that he wanted to return – I think the Nets' hand would be kind of forced in that. When you sign a superstar like Kevin Durant in a league that is run by the Stars, I think you kind of have to turn over the direction of the franchise to that guy, especially when it comes to the health of that guy. So it's just as well, I think, for the long-term health of Kevin Durant, the long-term future uh, hopes of the of the Brooklyn Nets, that he has made the decision that, no, he's not going to return this year. Right decision, not a surprise. It shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. And um, hopefully he is, by the time he is back, he is back to being Kevin Durant because, you know, it's a league based on star. Every league needs stars like Kevin Durant. So hopefully he is able to uh, overcome the Achilles injury and get back on the court at some point, hopefully soon. I did find it interesting. This was actually written uh, last week, uh, the third, uh, from Henry Abbott on uh, TrueHoop.com. And it was kind of a, a list of concerns that I don't think the NBA, you know, everybody's kind of crediting the NBA for the way they've handled things in terms of returning to play, and they seem like they are the 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 most um, the the most ready to do so. Right? They've got the plan, they've got the the location. It seems like while there's still things to be worked out, it looks like things are, are getting up and running and will be up and running uh, before too long, and that they will be the, the, the league that, that kind of wins the battle to get back and, and get everything lined up to be able to return to play, which when things happened, you'd have, maybe the NHL was in a worse position because of the, the, the fact that it takes place on ice and playing on ice in the summertime. But certainly the NBA seemed like that they were kind of done for in terms of, trying to to have a conclusion this season. That's the way I felt at the time, just to get all the different things completely out of your control to line up perfectly, uh, which I don't know that they have, but it certainly seems like the NBA is pushing forward and certainly seems like they will be the first league back. But um, Henry Abbott for True Hoop wrote about a list of concerns, which I don't think have been answered. And look, there's some of them that he lines up that I don't think could be answered. But at least in the in the back offices of the of the NBA or of any sports league, I think that they have to have some list of 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 if this happens, what do we do? Like one of the ones I think that is a little bit more um, outlandish is he said, you know, that time of year. I think it's July is hurricane season in July, and in Florida. What happens if you if you need to evacuate the area? Okay, I think that one's a little bit more of, of the outlandish ones. But look, I, I guess for the NBA, they kind of have to answer all these questions. But I think a lot of the ones that he um, brings up, I don't think have been answered. But everybody, I think, is so desperate for sports to return. And, and it seems like the NBA is handling things 
as as well as anybody or better than anyone, certainly when it comes to Major League Baseball, wouldn't be hard to, to, to beat that bar. That That's not a high bar to climb. But some of the ones that he brings up is about, you know, the first one is handling the spread of a disease. And it's a lot of times he brings it up, you know, how the porn industry reacted to the AIDS epidemic. But it, it's about containment and, and testing and while the NBA has said that one positive test is not going to force them to shut down the league, I think one of the questions that's still kind of out there is, well, how many is it, right? Like there has to be some number that makes you say, you know what, we're going to have to shut this down. But but what is that number? There has to be some number. There has to be some hard number that you're saying, oh, wait a second, you know, we, we can't allow this to go on. Is it the type of thing where you're just going to kind of play it by ear? <laughs> I don't think you can just play that by ear. I think you have to have some sort of guideline that would be out there. Um, you know, some of the other ones, you know, what what's the protocol if someone coughs on the court? I don't think, you know, again, these might be more, uh, you know, minute points that maybe are impossible to, to come up with a, an answer for every single thing. But another good one is, is Adam Silver going to be on site? Is he going to be one of the people that is, is, is at games? Day in and day out. I mean, I think that's a fair question to ask as well. So it's it's a list of uh, uh, bullet points, and you can take a look at it. I think it's twenty or twenty five different bullet points. But it does kind of make you you kind of question yourself. Like you know, it's all well and good to be saying, "Oh, we're going to return," and and it does seem like the NBA has worked through a lot of these issues, even though they might not have answered them publicly. It does make you wonder, um, you know, what happens if, if some of these things, which are not, you know, I, I pointed out one of the a couple of them are maybe a little far fetched, but not all of them are far fetched. And I think you do have to kind of work through all these different avenues, even if you, you don't come up with a perfect plan. Maybe it's impossible to come up with with all the answers. You do have to have, I think, a blueprint to answer each and every one of those questions. In case you're just joining us on this a Monday morning, June 8th. Well, we've been talking mostly about uh, the NFL's decision on Friday. Roger Goodell coming out with his announcement in response to the NFL players video, which was released on Thursday. Friday, Goodell uh, put out his that uh, said that the NFL was wrong, that they were wrong for handling the the player protest back in 2016 and beyond. Among the things that he stated in the video, we, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. Two, we, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all players to speak out peacefully, uh, speak out and peacefully protest. And then number three, we, the National Football League, believe that black lives matter. All right. So where do things go from here? Um I have not seen that much reaction that felt like uh, the NFL's statement was all that sincere. I can't see how anyone would think it would be because, again, as I said in the open, I, I just think that this is the easy thing to do now. This is this is reading which way the wind blows, and the wind is – it's not like a little bit of wind. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's gale force winds pointing in one direction, and the NFL has – you know, basically change their position based on that. And it's certainly, you know, the fact that the NFL players put out their statement on Thursday and Roger Goodell put out his statement on Friday 
it can come across as this is the NFL reacting and finally listening to their players. But it really, I mean, just given how big the NFL is and, and, and what they're best at, which is to protect their bottom line, I would think that this is probably at least a case of them listening to their business partners, right? Like every, it seems like every company itself has put out some kind of statement saying largely what the NFL said. And I'm guessing that those business partners have already kind of put the pressure on the NFL to make sure that they get ahead of this. And, and Roger Goodell is no idiot in that regard in terms of protecting the bottom line. Um, I can't remember where I saw it, but it, it does feel like Roger Goodell, this is him knowing which way the wind blows and responding to that. You know, the public sentiment back in 2016 was not the same as it is right now. So the fact that Roger Goodell has changed positions is is, is not really that surprising. The, the NFL was against uh, the protest back then. The public was largely against it. Uh, but now the, the public sentiment is, is pretty clearly overwhelmingly supportive. So that's why I feel like the NFL is going to be supportive. I think it's going to be interesting to see, as I said, the, what the NFL owners individually have to say. I think the number one guy that most people would want to hear something from is um, is Jerry Jones. And we'll see that when whenever that that does take place, if it's the start of training camp, if it's if it's sometime here in the next couple of weeks, not just some pre-rehearsed, pre-stated um, uh, statement that uh, can be worked out ahead of time. Uh, but, it, you know, like a back and forth where there's a question and answer period. I think that that would be a better indication of, of what the true feelings are of whatever NFL owner. I don't know that there's been one that has been more publicly against the, uh, the kneeling. I mean, Jerry Jones has gone on record as saying that, that no player would, would kneel on his team. And now the fact that the NFL has put out this statement, it, it's pretty clear that, uh, I don't know that he can still maintain that position, especially with the, the forces of the NFL players being aligned as one. I don't think that that's a sustainable position. So whether or not he backtracks as the NFL has, uh, I guess that remains to be seen. The second part of it is, is does this ever lead to uh, Colin Kaepernick getting the chance to play in the NFL again? And that has been our poll question for today. It's up on Twitter at Gordon Damer. Do you think that uh, Colin Kaepernick returns to the NFL? Um, I think the overwhelming majority said no. They have said no. I think that that kind of remains. And while positions might change on this, I think that at the end of the day, I think that that ship has kind of sailed. Uh, Roger Goodell never mentioned Colin Kaepernick by name, and that might be a legal issue, a financial issue that the league does not want to get into. And uh, they, they'll make certain concessions, but they're not going again, it's about the bottom line. By getting out there, and if, if Roger Goodell says we have to apologize for Colin Kaepernick, you, the questions would start, right? What are you apologizing for? And it would certainly seem like, at least in part, you're, you're apologizing because the guy has been blackballed from the NFL. So I don't think that Colin Kaepernick is going to return to the NFL, and I, I think at least part of that would be I don't know under what set of circumstances Colin Kaepernick would want a return to the NFL. I think that maybe if he could be guaranteed a starting position, then may, I, I don't even know if that would if that's enough, right? I, I don't know. Maybe he is um, content in uh, or more focused on what he is doing right now rather than a chance to return to the league. 
So even if he, I don't know that that is that that's something that is a major focus for him returning to the league. But even if it were, uh, I don't think that a starting position on any NFL team is going to be out there for him. So uh, I just think that that ship has sailed. Even while the NFL might be willing to concede certain points about things that they mishandled, I don't think that they will ever go that far, especially after the way things happened back, was it November, October, when they had that um, that tryout scheduled for Kaepernick and it seemed like it was going to happen. And whether or not it was a real opportunity or not, things fell apart very quickly. And it just kind of shows you how the lack of trust and I would think a lack of trust, especially on Kaepernick's side. Like, how would he be able to trust in the NFL that even if he were to get a an opportunity from a team, that it would be a legit opportunity? You know, th- there's not going to be a contract that states that he will definitely be a starting quarterback. Uh, it would be an opportunity to come into a team, and, and even if they said to him, well, you'll be the starter, uh, is there enough trust on his side after everything that's happened to believe in that team? I don't know. He would, I mean, he, he has been, while he has been focused on what he's doing, it's not like he has sat down for an interview and ever answered uh, these kind of questions. So whether or not he ever does, uh, it remains to be seen. And whether he gets that opportunity, I, I again, I seem, uh, I'm very skeptical that that's ever going to happen. And I don't know if, it, if it's even his focus. I certainly don't get the sense that there's some team out there, although it would benefit the NFL. I don't think that even if the NFL, even if a team came out and said, we're offering Colin Kaepernick this opportunity, given the previous actions of the NFL, I don't know that there, there's that many people that would say, well, this is a legit opportunity or that, you know, like the NFL had to come out and say something because its own players were saying, we demand you come out and, and publicly support us. So they had to come out and do that. But it's not like there's an overwhelming sense that this is a sincere position from the NFL. I think by most people. Uh, so that's up there for you. If you want to vote on the poll question, it's certainly on uh, Twitter at Gordon Damer. The other thing that I have not touched on, and we, we, we talked about baseball briefly and, and who knows whether or not something happens this week or not it happens in the next uh, few weeks, because it just seems like a matter. It just seems like they're, 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 they're running out the clock at this point. And maybe major league baseball, whatever the worst thing for baseball to do, is probably what they'll end up doing. And I know that it's been floated that that eventually the commissioner is going to force this 50-game season, which will just, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. Just when you think that, it, well, it can't get any worse than this. It can't get any more that the two sides hate each other as much. It can't be possible. No, they always find out a little way to be able to make things worse. So at this point, I'm kind of resigned to the fact that there's not going to be a this season, but at least I'm hopeful that, all right, if there's not going to be a this season, and that's awful. I mean, it's, 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 it's abominable that they would actually go and not play this season when the season, when the part of the year that's taking place is their time. It's their opportunity. And all these other leagues, which it's not their time, they're figuring out a way to be able to do it. But Major League Baseball won't. So I'm almost resigned to the fact, all right, 2020 is out. At least maybe they'll figure out some way to get back in 2021. But it seems like even the actions they're taking now are going to prevent that or make that uh, even tougher for them to work out some sort of an agreement or some sort of deal or, or something along those lines. I mean, I think at this, much like the ship has sailed on, uh, on Colin Kaepernick returned to the, the uh, NFL, I think that uh, maybe maybe the ship has not sailed just yet on Major League Baseball, but the ship is in the water, right? The ship is in the water, and it's not just pushing away from the dock. 
it's starting to pick up a good head of steam now. As fast as the ship is going to travel, it's getting up to whatever that traveling speed is. So uh, that is uh, certainly out there, and we'll see. Who knows? Maybe something happens this week. I doubt it. I think what we can all agree on now, that the concept a couple of weeks ago, that the, 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 the back and forth publicly was just, you know, just a negotiating tactic. I think that that's kind of, that has also sailed. That was not the case then, and it's certainly not the case now, because that week was three weeks ago now, and still nothing has uh, transpired that seems like um, it's a, a positive development, right? There's been no positive developments on uh, the baseball front. All right, so the one other thing that I've not touched on, and it's it's not something that really uh, that, that, that gets me worked up all that much, mainly because it happens all the time. Conor McGregor, over the weekend, has announced his retirement. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Gordon, didn't that already happen? Yeah, this is the third time in four years that he has announced his retirement. So it doesn't, most people I don't think really put much weight in this. Like if you were to be asked, life on the line, Conor McGregor, fight again or not, I think most people would say at some point, in some form, he is going to fight again. As long as this means that he won't fight, fight Floyd Mayweather again, well, then I'm cool. I get we're all desperate for any sports right now. I'm not that desperate. I would rather watch Space Force again on a loop than watch Conor McGregor and uh, Floyd Mayweather fight again. And I fi- I finally finished Space Force over the weekend. It was almost like uh, begrudgingly, but I did it. Wow. The ending might actually be the worst part. It's that bad. And it's not like the rest of it is any good because, as I said on Friday, it's terrible. But it's almost like they had a time limit to work on it, and the best they could do was the best they could do. It's really Wow, really bad. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. We're done. We'll see you tomorrow starting at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.